Welcome to Spiritual Psychotherapy. My name is Mia, or officially Dr. Mary Patricia Quinlivan. And this podcast is all about removing those things, gently removing those things that are in the way of us being aware of what we truly are, which is pure spirit, pure awareness, love. So it's what's blocking us from experiencing that love that is there all the time. So that's what this spiritual psychotherapy is about. And this episode, I actually had a lovely being write in to me and say that she'd love to learn more about self-sabotage, which is really interesting because I had literally been thinking that day that my next podcast would be on self-sabotage. So so this is going to be all about how we heal self-sabotage and that resistance that we all have actually towards our healing. And I just want to let you know that my um, business is called Living Awareness WA and I do individual therapy and group therapy or family therapy and I do these podcasts and workshops and you know, healing, it, it is tricky and very often, well, I myself since age 18, you know, have chosen to seek help, to have therapy when I need it. And I still go to everything Isara does because, you know, we really do need outside help sometimes to guide us. Our ego mind is very tricky and very hard to see <laughs> and it doesn't want to see itself. So I'm just letting you know that I'd love to be available to you all for therapy. It doesn't matter where you are in the world because online is a perfect way to do it. So look up my website on live, at livingawarenesswa.com. So now I'm just going to dive into this episode on how we heal self-sabotage. And let me start by saying it's... It's not by being very frustrated with ourselves <laughs> and annoyed with ourselves, which is what we usually are. And in fact, it's by being really patient, really compassionate and really gentle. Fancy that. <laughs> and really by being honest, by first of all seeing it, you know, and I just want to acknowledge all of you because to be honest, if you're listening to this podcast you're already starting to see it. You're already recognising that we can get in the way of our own healing, that we can sabotage it or resist it. So, you know, that's the beginning. You're already on the way of healing it. And then it's a matter of bringing in real patience, real compassion and letting the movement forward be gentle and slow and even allowing a few backward steps here and there, you know, so I'll just start with that. And then it might be good to describe the really core reason why we do sabotage our healing or resist our healing. I'll give you the core reason, even though most of us, for most of us, that remains unconscious. And there's just such a beautiful description of this in the Course in Miracles, so I might use that description and it's about 
You know, this truth that we are, this essence that we are, it is always there, this divine, unseen, sometimes unfelt and unnoticed presence that is the truth of what we are and it is like a field or a force of unconditional love, always there, always safe. We are whole in that. We are one in that. We are perfect in that. We are entirely worthy. And that field, that essence is always there. This experience that we are having is like a dream. We believe ourselves to be separate from that essence that is God. We believe ourselves to have separated from that. And because we think we've separated from that, we have this core guilt, this core unworthiness as though we deserve punishment, as though as we start to re-enter or attempt to re-enter that light, that love, that we're going to be punished. And the truth is we have never separated. This separation, this experience is a dreaming it's not really real. So even though our brains do all sorts of conniptions and we judge ourselves because we think we've, you know, made mistakes, we've hurt other people, we've done bad things, we've usually had parents also that have core unworthiness and they have, may have projected that on us. And so we're moving around with this real sense of we're unworthy, we're not enough, we're guilty, and that breeds immense fear, immense fear that we're going to be rejected by love, that we're going to fail, that we're not supported, that we're separate. So this is the reason why we sabotage ourselves because we're terrified. We're terrified of our light. We're terrified of love. And in fact, I might just read Actually, I just want to say before that, but there's no reason to be terrified because we actually have never separated. And that loving, divine, permanent, safe, whole essence that we are, it's always there. It's there right now, holding you, within you, all around you. You are it. We just don't realize it enough. <laughs> That's all. So I'm just going to read this beautiful passage from The Course in Miracles to sort of uh, reinforce that a little bit more. just have to put my glasses on for this, so excuse maybe a little bit of noise. This is from Chapter 18, The Passing of the Dream. As the light comes nearer, you will rush to darkness, shrinking from the truth sometimes retreating to the lesser forms of fear and sometimes to stark terror. But just to encourage you, I've got to read this bit. But you will advance because your goal is the advance from fear to truth. So, you know, we are all going to get there because you know, those of you that are listening to this, you're already committed. 
You're looking for truth. So you're going to step through this fear. (laughs) So in many ways you can relax and let yourself be a bit more. And I just want to add in this beautiful bit. Truth has rushed to meet you since you called upon it. That bit, you know, makes me want to cry. It's like God is... You know, there's no registration that we've sinned. You know, we are innocent. That love is rushing to meet us. You know, the minute we start to open to it, it's going to be there. That's what I'm feeling now. You know, that's what's running through me. And just to add, it says, so the truth has rushed to meet you since you called upon it. If you knew who walks beside you on the way that you have chosen, fear would be impossible. So you have chosen this path because you're listening to this, dear ones. (laughs) And if you knew who walked beside you, those beings that are already resting in the light, Jesus, Buddha, Isaira, Other spirits that I know I'm aware of and many of you are aware of too, you know, that they are there holding your hand literally. So let yourself be comforted by that. And even when you are sabotaging yourself and busy judging yourself and being frustrated, that love, that unconditional love is still there holding you, with you, along the way. So I've talked about the core reason as to why we do resist our healing and it is that we are afraid of love, we are afraid of the light. But I know that for many, and for me for many years I didn't understand that and in fact I used to hear that saying we're more afraid of our light than our darkness and I didn't get it. But, you know, I really, I've experienced it now and, you know, it was in that moment in 2017 or early 2018 when I was first um, awakening to the light with Isaira on retreat and literally I could feel the light within her emanating, welcoming me, drawing me in and I was so terrified and I had so many negative thoughts towards Isaira, even murderous thoughts, which she later told me was normal. And I just had to witness them and slowly let myself sink into that light. And you know, it is still, four years later, it's much more comfortable. I have much less fear. I I understand my own worthiness much more and I can rest in the light more easily. But it's still there. I still have ego elements that will resist, that have fear, that will want to sabotage my way. So, you know, be patient, be kind. This is, you know, we've all got this stuff (laughs) to deal with. And guess what? The world around you is also caught in that same fear and unworthiness. So it's always going to be pulling us back. And it's why we need to do things, which I'll talk about later, that will build our sense of worthiness, you could say. And I just want to talk more on a surface level now because I know that deep stuff, most of us, you know, we may not connect with that. 
But when we're doing the things that we commonly do that are self-sabotaging, if you even tune in a little bit, and I'll just mention a, you know, a few things that I would really commonly see, and that would be, let me just pick some examples. It would be something like uh, sabotaging our relationships. So we might be you know, pushing people away in whatever way we can, people that are loving beings. Perhaps we're choosing partners that aren't really capable of loving us or perhaps could even be abusive. So that's relationships. In our work, we might be um, avoiding doing something that's more wholesome or perhaps we're too scared to put our hand up for, you know, um, advancement for moving on in our job because fear is getting in the way. Or it might be something like an addiction, you know, that we want to hang on to something like alcohol because, well, it feels like it's supporting us and it's helping us avoid stuff and and yet we know that it's sabotaging our way forward. So they would be really common examples of things we all do. But if you tune in to any of those things, so even if you just close your eyes and you sit with yourself, you will start to recognise it is fear that's underneath. And there is a core unworthiness or not-enoughness in some way, shape or form, that will be there. So I just want to talk about then how do we deal with it when we are doing that stuff, when we are sabotaging. So I'll mention, you know, three things that I talk a lot with clients about and and then I might mention this concept in The Course in Miracles, which Isaiah is a living example of, which is this true forgiveness concept. So the three things when we are sabotaging ourselves, number one, just acknowledge it. You know, and, and you're already doing that, like I said, if you're listening to this podcast. So let yourself see what you are really doing. So if it's in relationships, let yourself see how you might be pushing your partner away. If it's with alcohol, alcohol, Let yourself step out of that denial that we can often be in. You know, let yourself really see it. And same with work, if you're avoiding a promotion, let yourself see that. And also let yourself see and be really honest about the consequences. So what effect is pushing away your partner having on this relationship? How much is it hurting them? How much is it hurting you? Let yourself see it. If it's alcohol or an addiction, let yourself see what it really is doing to your body or what it is doing, you know, how you do feel at work the next day or does it make you grumpy with your kids or are you a little bit less clear in your head or whatever it is that you're doing. Or even with work, if you're avoiding a promotion, how is that affecting you? You know, is that... Well, it can make us feel a bit depressed, to be honest, when we don't step through fear and and go for something that would be wholesome for us. And, you know, maybe we're not able to earn as much money or we're not giving the world the value that we can give the world. So don't hide from the effects of what the sabotage or the resistance is doing. But absolutely don't judge it either. 
So the next number two thing is absolute compassion. You know, we all do this. I still resist stuff. I still can sabotage myself. So yes, be really honest. Let yourself be really honest. Don't avoid being honest. But be completely kind. And let's add in patience as well. (laughs) Okay? So really kind, really patient. You will, if you continue to acknowledge it and you continue to be compassionate and you work on all these other things that build worthiness that I'm going to talk about later, it will start to come. So just be patient. And the third thing is, and this is really important, is that You know, when we're terrified of something and in a relationship it might be that we actually are terrified of being rejected. So we want to keep ourselves out because we're terrified of the loss of losing someone. Or with work it might be terrified of failure. Or with an addiction it might just be being terrified of being without that in the world. You know, that thing that has been a crutch for us. So when we're in that number two step of being compassionate, it's really useful to really check in to what's beneath this this resistance or this sabotage. And inevitably, it will be fear and unworthiness. And, you know, once you see that within you, it actually helps you be a lot more compassionate and a lot more kind to yourself. It's like, okay, I'm just scared. You know, I'm just going to let that be. I'm going to hold that inner child. You know, we've all been wounded in our past by other beings who are also feeling scared and unworthy. And so, of course, we have this fear, right? And there's that core sense of guilt and unworthiness that I talked about before because we believe we are separate. It's in us. It's in all of us. So we're going to have to treat it with kindness and patience and also be willing to see it. So step one was to be honest, to acknowledge it and to acknowledge really what it is doing to you. Don't let yourself avoid that. Step two, see what's underneath it. See the fear and unworthiness. Be incredibly kind and incredibly compassionate. Step three, move forward with great gentleness, tiny steps. You know, if we're scared of something and we try and take a big leap, then we're just going to get terrified and back out and probably fail and then judge ourselves more again, you know. So picking the example, for instance, of we're scared of failure in going for a a promotion in our job. So there may be ways to do that in smaller steps or to pick something, you know, to work our way up more gently to maybe even speak to our boss, be a little bit honest at the fact we're not feeling very confident. Is there other things we can do to practice that or perhaps even work in the role when someone's on holidays or, you know, things like that so that we can take more gentle steps. Very often in the past when I've been resistant, even if it's just resistance to sitting down and meditating and then noticing that my head is really busy and not actually wanting to sink in. And it's because of that fear of love, you know, fear of the light. I let myself be kind. It's surrendering to what is. And I actually let myself go really slowly. 
You know, so if we do that, if we even let ourselves take a step back or two sometimes and move forward with great gentleness, small steps, great slowness, you'll find the resistance and the self-sabotage won't be so intense. And I'm going to bring up this other thing now, which The Course in Miracles talks about, and Isaira is, she just lives it. (laughs) And that is that, you know how I mentioned we have this unconscious uh, guilt. We, We feel that we have separated from God, so therefore we feel that we are guilty, unworthy, that we're going to be punished when we approach love or rejected. So The Course in Miracles talks about this thing called true forgiveness, which is that nothing that we are doing here is really real. It's a dreaming. So those mistakes we've made, those times when we've hurt other people, those things that we feel bad about, we haven't really done that. We've just been dreaming we've done it. And that essence, that loving essence that I talked about earlier, it's still there, unconditionally loving us, not even flinching at what we're doing here because this is just a dream. So true forgiveness is about that any situation or any person uh, that say we're annoyed with or we're frustrated by, that we hold it with true forgiveness, which means we recognize it's just part of a dream, it's not really happening, that we hold, for instance, that person. So say if another person has hurt us or done something bad, we recognize that this is all a dream, it's not really happening, that that person is entirely innocent, that they are held as this Christ self or Buddha awareness or whatever you want to call it, entirely in love, you know, perfectly safe, perfectly whole. Or we might do that with a situation that we're struggling with, even if it's noticing that we're resisting something or that we truly forgive it, we truly forgive that we're not really doing that, that we are still resting in truth as this Christ self, divine love. And as we bring true forgiveness to everything, what it does is it heals our unconscious mind. It, it, makes, us, it's, it makes us feel more worthy, put it that way. So as we recognize the worthiness in others because we are all really one essence, You know, Carl Jung called it the collective unconscious. So as we recognize that every other being is worthy, we will also recognize the worthiness in ourselves, and it will heal us. And, you know, I have, I did this without even realizing I was doing it. And it was on that retreat with Isara when I was still terrified of entering the light. And what I did was I, I used to, the person sitting next to me or around me, the people around me, I would hold them as Christ's self and somehow, because I was too, I couldn't get there myself because of my own fear, no doubt. So, and as I did that, it enabled me to recognize that I was there too. It was, so it's, you know, I so clearly recognize how as we truly hold others as divine essence, as we recognize their innocence, or our own innocence in any situation, that will bring us to the light because it will heal our unworthiness. And while I'm on that, I just want to mention all the other things that will heal our unworthiness. So it is that true forgiveness, holding 
everything really as Christ light, as divine love. And you know, Isaira lives this. It's why I hang around her so much. It's because I know she doesn't see me as the person making mistakes or, you know, as the person with, you know, um, immense fear or unworthiness. She sees the divine essence, the innocence, the resting in love. And that's what pulls me towards it. And and for me as a therapist, that's where I try and hold my clients as that essence of divine love. That's what spiritual psychotherapy is all about, really. So where was I? So things that heal unworthiness. And one is, yes, this true forgiveness. Hang around beings that are deeply present because what presence or if they're resting in that Christ self, what they're letting you know anytime you're around presence or you're sitting in your own presence, so work on presence yourself. And by presence, I just mean being centered in this present moment, gently letting go of the busy mind, you know, working on your breathing, working on meditation, being centered in the now. And presence slowly deepens. You know, it might just start with moments where there's less thought and we're accessing a kind of peace or a stillness and it deepens. You know, it just deepens with stillness gets deeper and deeper. Or now as I'm sitting here, I feel the flow, I feel the tingling, I feel that love, you know, that essence of love. And so presence gradually deepens and going back to hanging around beings that are present or working on presence yourself, that innately is going to heal your fear and your unworthiness because presence is unconditionally loving. And then what else can you work on? So being in nature, of course, nature pulls us to presence. It's not judging us. Hang around your dog or your cat, you know, or someone else's animal, you know. And recognize how unconditionally they love you. Trees do the same. The earth does the same. So spend time in nature, deeply connected, shoes off, sit down, connect. That will pull you towards presence. It will heal your unworthiness. How else do we heal our unworthiness? So presence, being around beings that are present and loving, being in nature, facing yourself actually. So you know this self-reflection I talked about and and if we're talking about self-sabotage, you are already beings who are tuning into yourself. So recognize these patterns that we might need to change in the world. You know, and I was going to talk earlier actually, I forgot to say that often, say for instance where you know, we're using alcohol as a comfort. And so very often it might not be just tuning in to the fear and unworthiness or very often it's other emotions. Quite often we might want to have a drink or a few glasses of wine or, or more than that because we're feeling overwhelmed, because, you know, we've taken on so too much or we're not standing up for ourselves in the world or we're people-pleasing and not saying no or... We're not being brave and expressing something to someone that we need to express. And therefore we're feeling troubled and overwhelmed. And, you know, facing our un, 
the helpful patterns in the world or the patterns that don't serve us, like the people pleasing, like overwhelming us, sorry, overwhelming ourselves, or perhaps we're creating recurrent conflict, or and all of these patterns will become will come from fear. And if we face them, you know that, and and very gently and slowly and compassionately, but that will start to heal our unworthiness because what happens when we're letting go of these layers of ego that don't serve us is that we're getting closer to our authentic self. And that's wholesome and that's going to build this sense of worthiness, this sense of innocence. So facing ourselves with real honesty and real compassion is really important too. And another one I might just bring up and that is gratitude. And my husband told me something beautiful about Mother Teresa the other day and you know, he said that her, her decision or what she did every time she was faced with a problem was to praise God and have immense gratitude. <laughs> you know? And Isaira's got this beautiful, she's got these seven attunements and one of them is, I am grateful for this moment. And, you know, I find that if I'm in a moment of great resistance to some situation that's happening, that if I just bring gratitude in, it starts to soften it, it starts to open the heart, even in a moment when we're, you know, really not feeling terribly grateful. <laughs> it swings us around to recognising that somehow in some way this is going to be an opportunity and somehow it can open our heart and eventually bring us closer to home. And I'll just mention too, because it really is valuable, you know, sometimes it can be so hard to find our way through the ego alone. And since I was 18, as I said earlier on, I have chosen to seek help, to have therapy. And I still, you know, go to all Osiris workshops. And so I really want to offer you my services that I would love to see you via Zoom or in person if you happen to live in Perth. And just be a guide through some of these really challenging patterns that we may have and how to, you know, hold yourself with great kindness and compassion and move forward gently as you go through this process. So just in summary then, be kind to yourself. We all have this core unworthiness, this core fear. We are afraid of the light. We are afraid of love. So it's very normal. Don't judge yourself. <laughs> you know. Yes, let yourself see it honestly and then move forward with great compassion, understanding your fear and what's underneath and then very gentle steps forward, very small steps forward and then do all those things as much as you can and you know, when I say do the things that are going to heal your unworthiness, the truth is we all will have resistance to doing those things as well <laughs> so because they do bring us towards the light. And so really every step of the way we just have to be patient and kind and keep applying ourselves. And there may be some things that you find easier. You might find being in nature easy. Some people don't find that easy. It might be patting the dog is easier. It might be some self-reflection or just working on presence little bit by little bit. All of those things are going to help heal our unworthiness and therefore 
heal our self-sabotage and our resistance along the way. And just remember that beautiful quote from A Course in Miracles that encouraging us that we will all get there because we have started this journey. We are willing. You are willing. And remember every step of the way who walks beside you. So I think that's enough for today. Um, So I just want to remind you my um, business is called Living Awareness WA and you can find me on my website at livingawarenesswa.com. You can find my Facebook page and Instagram and YouTube channel which are all Living Awareness WA. And please share this podcast with friends, family, co-workers, anyone you think that may be interested. Love and blessings to you all. Much love.